Hello and welcome to Newspeak, New Culture Forum's weekly look at the news agenda. Um, as ever, I'm Peter Say. I'm joined by these two gentlemen, Rafe Hadelman Koo and Philip Kisley, our senior fellows. Rafe, of course, being a royal commentator and historian, and Philip, Dr. Philip Kisley from Leeds University. It's been quite a week, and it won't need that much explaining to you that we're going to discuss the Rwanda screw up, actually, mm. if I can be quite frank about it, the resignation of Suella Braverman, and indeed the question of whether Nigel Farage should indeed go into the jungle. <laughs> Um, first off, actually, Rev, with this uh, Rwanda ruling in the Supreme Court, there are there is the view of many people that, in fact, this doesn't actually make very much difference. It was kind of doomed from the start, anyway. Is that would you agree with that? Well, all I, what I would say is that government lawyers have known this was going to be the actual end result. This was going to be the decision of the Supreme Court. And what is the bigger question is, well, if they knew this, why have we wasted mm. the last year going down this road? Yeah. Um, there are all sorts of measures, some of which we may go on to mention. Suella Braverman, in her glorious resignation letter, mm. actually listed the things she had wanted inserted into the actual agreement with Rwanda, which could have uh, circumvented some of the points raised by the Supreme Court, uh, including trying to put a notwithstanding clause to make it make sure that the ECHR didn't apply to it mm. and all sorts of things, none of which were done. And so you do sort of have to wonder how serious was this government or is this government about stopping the small boats? Because it seems as if, you know, Sunak has been fiddling while our borders burned. Mm. Uh, we've lost so much time. There are other initiatives that could have taken place at the same time. There's no real plan B that's in place. There's talk yeah. about maybe having a treaty now with Rwanda because a treaty has more force or effect <coughs> than just a memorandum of understanding and having parliament sanction it as a way to actually uh, make the courts more reticent about getting involved with the whole thing. But I just think it stinks to high heaven and it just goes to show the lack of seriousness and the weakness of this government and uh, the failure to actually understand the seriousness of the issue, I think. Apparently, actually, Philip, uh, according to an anonymous civil servant, uh, via Steve Edgerton in the Telegraph, mm. uh, many civil servants hate the whole idea of it and indeed are probably celebrating at its failure. <laughs> Does that surprise you? That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, yeah, it just, it, it's one of those things, isn't it, where we knew that this was going on. We knew that they weren't serious. We knew that they didn't care. And, and the, the Suella Braverman letter, which I, I think was just outstanding. It was a, a, a wonderful piece of literature. It should be on the uh, syllabus in every school, shouldn't it? Um, it just confirms what we know about the Conservative Party. They are not interested in doing anything. They are prepared to let this country go to the dogs. Um, we are unsafe, uh, and I think we, we, we've seen over this last few weeks with, mm. with mass immigration, illegal and legal, we have a sense of culture clash all the time. We have, a, we have no shared values, we've said this every week, and this is because we have open borders. And they knew that the uh, Supreme Court would just kibosh this straight away. They knew it. And, and they did nothing. There is no plan B. I'm just repeating what you said, but you're absolutely right. It's appalling. Um, and they are be, they're, they're right down in the, um, in the polls at the moment, aren't they? We were just talking before about a poll where their uh, reform are just eight points uh, below them. Whether we can trust that, I don't know. 
but um, they deserve to be obliterated, and I can't wait for them to be obliterated. But the point you just men mentioned about the Home Office mm. and this, uh, mm. this anonymous person who spoke out, yeah. is that, it's <clears> true, right? Because not only do we have the government being completely uh, incompetent on this point, maybe deliberately incompetent, we also have the fact that the Home Office is deliberately trying to derail any attempt to get serious about this issue. Uh, and there's, it's, it is a very, it's, it's well worth reading. There's actually an article, I think, in the Telegraph, mm. which our viewers may want to go to, to read about how this Home Office person shows how much effort is made to try to obstruct mm. the government mm. in its duty. And never forget, the person in charge at the Home Office of looking after the issue of illegal migration resigned from the Home Office to take up a job with Amnesty International. Yes. Now, if yes. that doesn't Tell tell you, you all you need to know yes, about yes. the mindset of the type of people that we have trying to put into place conservative policy, mm. then, I mean, it speaks but, volumes. But it's amazing how things have changed, isn't it? If you remember, you think back to, uh, yes, Minister, it always used to be um, the officials trying to um, stop the, the politicians doing anything. Mm. Now it's both of them working together in concert and making sure that nothing gets done. Apparently, though, in this, in this article you mentioned there in the Telegraph, this guy also makes the point, I assume it's a man, I'm sorry, but he also makes the point that Suella Braidman, which is something I've always felt, actually, mm -hmm. to go a little bit against the spirit of the time, is that she was all flustered, but actually when it came to it, um, she was basically sucking up to them that in meetings with civil servants, she would say, oh, what a great job you're doing. Mm. She never kind of cracked the whip, mm. that this was all for public consumption. Mm. And I mean, I remember when we've talked about her before, it was a bit like Pretty Patel, but talked about Swell Bremen, there was always that slight feeling I have with her. I mean, do you mm. think that that's unfair? I don't know. It's difficult to tell because some reports you do read that, and, and, and I've heard that, but other reports there, you know they're uh, they're singing from the rooftops because she's gone because they all hated her because mm. because she was all of the things that are opposite mm. to that so mm. it's 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 yeah. really difficult to know um it, she was powerless i think because the the the, the party is finished the party is useless it, it, in a way it doesn't matter it's great that she said all of these things it's great that she's come out you know fighting and it's great that she's trying to sink the ship but it really doesn't matter because they're for me and for all of our viewers, they're over. We need to be looking at something else. We need to be, we, where does she go from here? What would be really interesting is if she jumps ship and goes to reform or something mm. like that. But, you know, I don't suppose. I mean, I've been a critic of, of her, as you well know, saying that tough talk <coughs> is great, but where's the action? Mm, yeah. Um, but in terms of her, but actually reading this letter of resignation that she put out, I actually was very impressed. If mm. everything was mm. true, mm. all the things that we've been calling for to happen, uh, she actually behind the scenes was trying mm. to make them yes. happen. Mm. And she seems to have been thwarted mm. uh, and, and opposed every single turn by number 10. So why she was nice to the civil service, maybe it's, you know, it's softy, softy, catchy monkey. Maybe mm. she thinks, unlike Priti Patel, who riled them up the wrong way, mm. well, I'll try the other approach to it. But what it does show is the importance of Dominic Cummings' plan to mm. reform the civil service. Mm. If we actually had special advisors who were put into the civil service mm. to actually on the ground ensure things are being put through. Mm. It is also an indictment of our whole system of having such short-lived cabinet ministers because now we have James Cleverly in role. He's naive and new to the role. Mm. They're going to run circles around him mm. and nothing ever gets done. And that's all that they do. It's a waiting game for the civil service because they know it's a revolving door of, uh, of cabinet ministers who come through. Particularly now. They've just got to kind of carry on, you know, just uh, doing what they've been doing for about a year maybe. Mm. And it will be over. Actually, one thing that was interesting about the letter we mentioned, um, which I was, 
Well, actually, I was unaware, but I, I think that everyone would be unaware of this, wouldn't they? Is that this deal that actually she tried yeah. to do with oh. Rishi Sunak, who now, the Prime Minister, who now comes out of this rather badly. I mean, not that he was held <coughs> very, in a very high esteem, mm. but uh, he basically ignored her and did the dirty on her, didn't well, he? I mean, there's a couple of things here. I mean, she says it's a deal, but she actually says it's a document. I think she uses the yes. word document in the quite letter, for, doesn't quite she? Formal. Yes. And she makes a, uh, a cutting, passing reference to um, Tony Blair and um, Gordon Brown, doesn't she, when she says, oh, this wasn't something over dinner, you know, they're packed mm. over dinner, which uh, mm. Blair then reneged on. This wasn't something over dinner. This, this was a document. Um, and then she goes on to talk about his magical thinking, which I just think is a, a wonderful phrase. You know, him by faith alone trying to muddle through and not upset anybody and deal with this huge policy thing, deal with Europe, deal with all of these things. And she just shows him up for what he is. Can I ask you, I mean, this is, you know, you might say, oh, for goodness sake, I mean, haven't we talked about this enough? And I know that many people watching will certainly have their views on it. But time and again it comes back to this point if they are doing nothing about it and have no intention of doing anything about it what is their motivation for that if they said yes we're doing something about it and mm. we're stopping the boats and we're cutting migration by about half blah 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 all of that they would be elected straight away so i can understand why people don't quite get this because yeah. if if the votes are there mm. Why is it actually the case that they do not intend to do anything about it? Why? Oh, I, I don't know because the... the we've the, got to know the, this, the, haven't well, we? The, the, really, the thing that really drove this home to me today was, uh, not today, sorry, a, a couple of days ago, was David Cameron. Mm. is back in the mix why on earth is he mm. back you know with the, the they i i mean i tweeted they, they've just lost the grassroots so you would think if if they want power and they want to continue or at least they want to avoid the the, the biggest landslide of the century then they're going to listen to the grassroots they're actually going to be conservative because every poll suggests that that that's what they should do the and yet they don't do it but it reminds me of the monarchy um it's this um trying to appeal to the people who hate them because they're in a bubble and they think that those are the people they should appeal right. to. So that's precisely what's <coughs> happening, right? It was, William that's what's, it, was, yes. it was William Hague that brokered the deal for Cameron to come they back asked in. Him first, mm. didn't they? And, and the whole thing, they're trying to shore up the blue wall mm. and you know, to hell with the red wall is mm. their mentality. Mm. Because these chaps, the Bullingdon, the Bullingdon Club, all of these uh, privileged chaps that we see back in the halls of power, mm were never comfortable with mm. the grassroots. They were never, they didn't know how to deal with the issues of the Red Wall. Mm. And it made them uncomfortable and they weren't prepared to deal with it. And now we see what are they doing? They're just going back to familiar territory yeah. again, bringing back Cameron, <coughs> trying to go back to Middle England. And it's a completely failed, fa it's a complete failure to understand the massive political realignment we yeah. had post-Brexit, <coughs> where we had traditional working class, small C conservative uh, Labour voters go into the Tories mm. and actually Tory voters becoming Lib Dems. Mm. This is a seismic, not even once in a generation, this is sort of a once in a, it's a real twice a century yeah. sort of realignment. Yeah. Mm. And their complete failure to take a grasp of that. They mm. could have been in power to 2029 mm. to 2034. Mm. They've messed up the entire thing. Mm. And it's, 
And it's a classic Tory thing of, of thinking about the economy and, 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 and completely ignoring culture. But and why? we know that culture is in the driving seat. Um, but I mean, and people like um, Matthew Goodwin have, have, have talked about this and anecdotes about um, talking um, to the Conservative Party and them just not taking on board the polling, them just not taking on board what people think. You know, it's only certain people like Nick Timothy would do that, but other people, I remember him talking about this, simply would not do that. It's because their echo chambers are still economically mm. based and they still think about free markets yeah. and they still think about big business. That's the difference between Labour and the Tories. Labour wanted mm. mass migration for a whole bunch of reasons, including to actually mm. increase their, their vote their voter base. Mm. The Tories want mass immigration because of big business. It's in the interest of big business to have mass immigration. That's the main mm. distinction between the two of them. Actually, yes. I mean, I, I'm answering my question maybe a bit, but depending on how influential these people are. You've only got to look at the IEA, for example, yeah. the Institute of Economic Affairs think tank you know, mm. around here. Uh, a much older one called the Adam Smith Institute, where mm. there was a book done on what's wrong with Britain, what's gone wrong with Britain. I remember it was written this, oh, it's about 10 years ago. Mm. And the whole book's big, thick book like that. Went to the um, launch of it. Immigration is not mentioned once in this book. Well, then you get Liz Truss, darling of the Tory members, who actually had increased immigration, if you can imagine it, as part of her plan. And that is is never actually talked about anymore for some reason. You mentioned there, by the way, Rafe, uh, the um, uh, uh, James Cleverley, who's now the Home Secretary now, isn't he? He's already said, I believe, intimated that there's no chance of us leaving the... European Court yes, of Human Rights. Mm. Right? So that's that gone. Then mm. there's Rwanda gone, and Suella <coughs> Braverman has gone. Um, when you look at that in the context of what we saw last week, we have got to come to the realisation, haven't we? Or rather, I think we, we do realise, but I think most of us have got to come, that we are, this is what we are facing. It is not going to go any further, right? Our belief in what we want to mm. save it's never going to have a political outlet in these people, yeah. ever. You might say, well, God, it's taken you all this time to realise that. But I think it's, it's become particularly bold. It's like these people, did they not see the Hamas, the anti-Israeli demonstrations, for example? Mm-hmm. Did they mm-hmm. not actually look at them on mm-hmm. the TV? We were mm-hmm. looking at them all the time. Mm-hmm. We did, they've just been front and centre of my thoughts for the last month. Um, and, and we all have we, we've been on television talking about them we've been on this show for the last two or three weeks talking about them solidly and yet it seems as far as Downing Street are concerned it, it, it's almost like they're not happening you know they'll put out a, 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 a statement every now and again but this is again this is a seismic shift this is about values this is about what Britain is this is about where Britain is going this is about culture mm-hmm. um, and, and it seems to me that they don't care November the 13th the departure of Suella, the hiring of Cameron, mm. that's the date Tory party populism died. Mm. That's the end of it. The experiment is over. Everyone who had their hopes mm. in this government actually doing something and being very different to what we've seen before, absolutely out the window. And the joke of Sunak saying that he's the change candidate when he's bringing back in a man who presided over one-fifth of the last 30 years that Sunak just a few weeks ago said was the, uh, was the greatest calamity that we've had yeah. of consensus politics. I think it's a complete disaster and they absolutely have, they, they think we got over the Armistice thing without any great confrontation, yeah. therefore the issue is over. Mm. Yes, exactly. It's not. Uh, that's, it's that's that's lifted a lid Precisely. on a cesspit mm. that exists and is bubbling below the surface. Mm. It's been bubbling below the surface for decades. Mm. 
It's mm. now getting to boiling point, and they're just happy to put back a, a lid on the, on the pressure cooker. And also a lid on what I would call working class people. Yeah. Actually, yeah. a lid on working class people, because whatever the media says, you know, there was a, a few counter demonstrations at that thing last week. And, you know, I don't want to even go into I don't want to get into some game whereby, you know, oh, well, they were, you know, right wing. I, mean, I don't care what these people say anymore. Mm. I don't care what the media say anymore. The fact is, is that these sort of people, they see a group of white working class guys together and they immediately think fascist. Right. Mm. That that is their mindset, these people. But whether it be the Red Wall or whether it be those demonstrations, it seems to me that working class people have zero possibility now unless mm. some new movement comes along mm. of influencing anything mm. i mean to go back to your point about the red wall i mean you've made that point but it was incredible opportunity was it not mm. it was the most incredible opportunity in december 2019 yeah and you'd never seen anything like no. it they didn't even lift a finger i think mm. they went to one city, I think it might have been Manchester, and they held the first cabinet there as mm. some kind of gesture. And that was it. Yeah, and, th and that was it. And then we got COVID which, and quantitative easing <clears throat> and uh, the, the furlough scheme, which ate up all the money mm. that should have flooded into the north. Mm. And then, of course, HS2. What did they spend all the money? Where? In the north? No, between London and Birmingham. Mm. You know, when it comes to election time, people gave their votes to the Tories. One of the reasons was because having voted Labour for decades, mm. they saw that the Tory government had put no money into their constituencies. Mm -hmm. They were hoping this would change things around. Mm -hmm. And by now, people should be able to see brand new transport connections, should be able mm -hmm. to see new streets and so forth. Mm -hmm. What do they get? Money for potholes. It's, That's yeah, not going to win you an election. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's years and years of gaslighting, isn't it? And, and what's been a, a little bit concerning um, over the last few weeks, we've seen this, um, like you say, it's, it's opened a, a, a lid on a cesspit. And I think... People were saying before, we've got to sink the Conservative Party, we've got to do something else, we've got to vote for the smaller parties. Then, when they saw what was going on in the streets, when they saw the hatred and the filth and all the rest of it, the anti-Semitism, they were saying, oh, well, my God, it was back to the old thing again. It was, well, we, don't, we can't have the Labour Party in, we, we just can't have the Labour Party in. There's nothing we can do, we've got to vote for the Conservative Party. And, and I would say, and and I'm, I've been absolutely one of the, the most vocal people, as you know, on, on the, on the anti-Semitism. I say, no, that's the, that's the wrong thing to do. I've thought about this very, very carefully. I've thought about it deeply and for a long time. We must sink the Conservative Party. You've got to vote for the smaller parties. It's as simple as that. But the thing is, I mean, I, I agree with on that. Uh, it looks like the Tory party will be sunk, down to maybe even 130 seats, mm. some people are saying. The fact is, they're all turning to the Labour Party. Mm. Well, they're, they're not, not all turning to the Labour well, Party. Well, I think post Suella, I think reform yeah. is going to be the beneficiary of Suella's mm. departure yeah. because I think she reflects their their uh, their causes a lot more than the Labour votes. Mm. And and I, and I think the uh, people who are natural progressives and and veer towards the left, looking at what's been happening on mm. the streets, are are looking to the SDP as well. They have had a spike. I know their their presence is tiny, but they have had a spike, and they have more funding as well. So those, those are things to think about. You know, um, you were saying that it's been at the forefront of your mind, of the, you know, the Hamas mm. marches. Um, it's funny, isn't it? There are some issues that I just couldn't get it off my mind. Mm. I, it's, and I think I put that down to, 
you realizing even subconsciously that it is a seminal moment mm -hmm. that something is going to be decided i don't like what has been decided mm -hmm. because or should i say what appears to be which is your point that somehow the Torah is looking at this as have something that had to be got over right mm. no one died mm. right so fine it was okay the fact that you know what it revealed is mm. one thing um of course if you live in the Cotswolds mm. sorry to sound chippy about this but you know like uh Cameron mm. you know what do you know from Hamas what, what, what do you care Exactly. What do you care what our cities now look well, like? Well, when I, when I gave the, the speech to our immigration conference, I said that, you know, uh, people who live in areas with least diversity mm. are those people who are most in favour of diversity mm. by a factor of two to one. Because they actually never... It's easy to vote for something or support something when you don't see its mm. effects mm. in your daily life. And that's mm. the reality. But the unfortunate reality, I mean, some of us have, have known that these problems are existing in our country for a long time. Mm -hmm. They just came out altogether over the last few weeks in the marches, but they've been festering across this country. Demographics is destiny. Mm -hmm. And the demographics are not in our favour on this. Oh, they're, they're absolutely not. It's, it's one thing that's the most depressing thing in the world to think about, is to think about the future and demographics together, because the percentages, they they pretty much point to Islamism at some point in the future, don't they? Well, look, uh, just to round off, we've got to talk oh, about uh, <laughs> somebody who's... Um, Nigel Farage uh, is now in the uh, jungle. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here, mm. right? Um, not wishing to get too heavy about this, but given the context that we've been talking about, do you think it was the right time for him to go to the jungle? Does well, it matter where he is? It was the right time for him to make that decision, given that he's been quite open about receiving one and a half million pounds, I think it is, which will enable him to keep a Coots account, actually, now, <laughs> finally, given that they have a one million pound threshold. <clears throat> Although he's not he? But if you... Yeah. Yes, but, but if you want to have a Coots account, yes, you, need to have yes, a, you need to have yes. a million. Um, well, like, yes, the problem was, if you remember, in recent weeks, we've heard all this talk, will he suddenly become the leader of the Tory party? Mm. Is he going to actually have some future in politics mm. again? I think once you go into the jungle, yeah, yeah, any yeah. chances of a political future yeah. in, a, in a mainstream party or a big party, I yeah. think, are for the birds. But, you know, I wish him well. Uh, you know, on a personal level, I mean, I, I like Nigel very much. I think he's a great guy. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people may be pleasantly surprised on the, on the, who, who hate him mm -hmm. at how warm he is. As how, a person. As, as a person. Yeah. Because he's always courteous. I've never seen him say a mm -hmm. bad word about anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, he might get miffed once in a while, but mm -hmm. he never gets angry or anything else. And mm -hmm. so I think people might be surprised at how well he does in the jungle. But, but might, I won't be watching it. Yeah. <laughs> but it and neither will I. But it, it might be a complete absurdity. I mean, Nigel Farage in the jungle. Imagine him trying to explain the... Northern Ireland protocol to someone from an, an ex-member of Westlife or something like that you know I think it's just going to be completely absurd please you know I, why have you done I, for the money obviously but but why, why well he says he's doing it by the way he's he's managed to negotiate cigarette breaks I, I admire him for that he, he's managed to get well, you can't even smoke in a jungle now no no no, no, no but th th this apparently was a real sticking point did he say he was trying to do it to appeal to young younger people? people but they always say that i mean and that, no, that, was, that was george Ga people. that was george galloway's excuse for going into big brother yes. if you remember he and Rula Lenska in their uh, spandex exactly playing young, cats over a bowl of milk I, i'll tell you that i deal uh, with young people young people do not watch television simple but apparently they do watch this i mean uh, you know the, the thing is you had that then you had nadine doris saying i will appeal to a great you know oh i think she said more people vote 
for in the final of this or watch it than vote at the general election, which seems a bit odd. But anyway, she said that. And then the, the latest, of course, is, is Matt Hancock, yes. <laughs> who basically said, um, this is a great way for, to connect and everything. And yet, what has <laughs> what is distinguishing, what well. is the, the basic theme to all those people? Total. Total lack of nothingness, oblivion, annihilation, annihilation. Yes. So I don't. I mean, the only thing is, Nigel never makes a wrong movie. He really doesn't. I mean, there must be a good reason. There must be. He must be thinking. I don't think he's going to have. It. I don't think it's going to affect him badly. Actually, in the great scheme of things, yeah. he'll come back to life as normal afterwards. Um, but it will be an interesting and amusing thing. We just know that the whole. The, you know, given the type of people that watch the show, I think the poor guy is going to be in for every one of those testicle eating uh, <laughs> competitions, whatever they I do. I can't watch <laughs> it. I've never watched it. Actually, if you were, would you go on it for a million quid? Like now, right now. Supposing someone could say, would you go on it for a million quid? No. I probably, well, I'd have to think no, about that. On. Yes, no, you, for, you I, I would. Well, you depends know, how. I not for a million, not for a million. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't cope with it. I'd be voted, no. I'd probably be voted off in the first week, it, though. It, but part I mean, of it depends what kind of personality you are, and, and I just couldn't deal with it. What you mean, uh, you couldn't bear the stupidity? I, it's that. not so much the stupidity, I couldn't bear the people. I just simply Well, isn't that what I meant? People. I mean, yes. No, no. I couldn't bear the people. I just couldn't do it. Uh, and I'm not being snobbish there or anything. I, ju I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly, even for a million quid. I'm fairly introverted, and I couldn't. I, I just couldn't bear the people. An yeah. indecent proposal. Yeah. <laughs> if you remember the film. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so there's someone who'll do it. If you want to, your talent scouts out there, um, yes. we've got someone who will happily volunteer. <laughs> and um, anyway, thank you very much yeah. for it. Thanks very much for it. Uh, we shall see you next week. All right, and have a good week in the meantime. Bye. Hello. If you're enjoying the New Culture Forum channel and you believe in our mission, may I invite you to join our membership scheme at the link below or on our website, newcultureforum.org.uk. Our work is more important now than ever and we have great plans ahead for the future, but we can't do it without your support. From as little as £3 per month, you can help ensure that we continue on our mission. As a member, you'll receive a range of benefits, including access to exclusive content, invitations to our private events, including here at our studios, free copies of our books, and much, much more, including, of course, our famous NCF mug. If you aren't able to become a member, then please help us by clicking this button and subscribing to our channel. It's completely free. Just remember, to also click the bell icon so that you can get notifications when we post new videos. Thank you.